everybody. Welcome to episode 91 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. How you doing? Um, how are you today? Oh, I don't have the coronavirus yet. Not yet. That's correct. Although we could and we wouldn't know it. Oh, probably. You know, could be carriers. I feel like my body would let me know it. It's usually probably. not very nice to me. So. Yeah, you would. I'd be the one that would walk around not knowing. It would never spare me the symptomless version of said virus. Yeah. Well, but hey, that's the beauty of this podcast is we can do it while in quarantine if we need to. Yeah, we may be. Yeah. (laughs) We may be very hungry by the end of that quarantine, but... Speaking of quarantine and not going out, we recently went out. (laughs) (laughs) We're super responsible. Yeah. To the city, no less. Well, it's difficult to tell. You know, our government is so awesome that one can never tell Mm -hmm. what's being exaggerated, what the numbers really are, what's going on. I have no issues with a quarantine. I just think it's a little too late for that. Yeah. I think we should have been quarantining like when the first, I mean, the first case hit we sh- and it yeah. was worldwide. It should be like, okay, this shit's coming. And now's it. now it's like, what's, there's no way there's like way too many hysterical, like second amendment psychos that are going to go on a rampage if they're told they can't leave their house. And it, it, it's, I mean, the toilet paper thing and mm. we're just greedy, crazy animals and we just don't know how to. Like, like that, carry hand, that hand sanitizer guy. Yeah. I mean, people are just, it's leave it to Americans to turn a epidemic into a for-profit yeah. empire. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. Pandemic, technically. Honestly, if this is as bad as it's being touted as, we're kind of screwed. Yeah. It's going to be like who survives at the end kind of thing. I don't know that there's much this you is, can do. It's like the episode of The Walking Dead where the the actual threat isn't the threat, it's the it's people. It's the people. You know. I think um we won't do this for the whole episode. You're probably so sick of this subject, but yeah. I honestly I I think that as deadly as this virus <laughs> is, it that the our demise will be more in how we handle it, mm-hmm. not the actual yeah, virus. Saying, yeah. It'll be how the are those in charge handled this or didn't handle it and now it's too freaking late and uh, i i don't know i don't know i want to make it to episode 100 is what i'm saying yeah and i don't know that that's gonna happen <laughs> at this juncture i'll be we'll be all right but you know uh so it's a fine line of like being overly cautious and panicking and then just also being smart i don't know yeah, we didn't get the instruction book to this, and so we're not sure how to how to deal with this. I feel bad for people that are in retail, that are in yeah um, food service, food service. You know, they aren't going to really have any options, and <laughs> this country's not going to provide for them. They'll be like, "Here's your forty dollar a week check yeah. for the time you missed out of work," just like what they what they do when you're on disability. You're like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this?" Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it's better than nothing. So I can eat while living in my car, but I'm still living in my car is my mm-hmm. point. <laughs> I can feed myself in said car and gas it up with what you've given me. But I can't afford rent or any other luxury. Yeah. You so got to hope that they pass some kind of <clears throat> bill that will ease that for a lot of people. They will, but the, it'll be ineffective is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. They'll probably pass the bill. But again, just like disability and Social Security, what really... Can you really live off of that? No. Anyhow. Any losers. Goodness gracious. It's like a fucked up Black Mirror episode that I just want to shut off. Yeah. 
This episode's gone on for too long. So we've watched some things. Um, we were we were excited to. Um, well, I wasn't as excited to review Quiet Place, but we were going to see it, and then now it's been pushed back, so that's over. So we'll mm-hmm. give you that review uh, via July 2020 or something yeah, or whatever the hell they release it. We don't know. Again, really not important considering the what circumstances. Is really? It's like, all right, that sucks, but that's not. But here's the thing. Really... You're all working from home. A lot of people probably. And oh, now... nobody. People don't. Let me explain something to you. Yes, I'm going to go okay. back into this. All right. The majority of this country does not work from home. Oh, of course don't. not, but you know the people that can are, and they need entertainment, and we're here for that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> While the rest of the people suffer, hey, we're just here for the people that have the cushiest job. Um, whatever, I guess. Um, we might have to also rethink our um, April episode with everybody because I don't know what travel is going to be like yeah. at that time, and do we all want to crowd into? We may be quarantined at that point. Who knows? Yeah. So future episodes, unless people are Skyping in, are kind of on hold in terms of what we're going to be doing. I don't know who we're going to have on or when or why or, you know, unfortunately, we don't have sponsors and and we we don't survive financially off of this podcast. Otherwise, I'd be like, we're golden. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we're good to go, but we're not good to go. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see I don't what know. happens. Um, assuming the power stays on, dear sweet Lord that I don't worship, please just <laughs> don't like take away our Netflix and stuff like that. That's, if you make it like a power outage, we're never going to make it eight yeah, weeks or whatever that's every day, about. So For now. Yeah. Um, I don't imagine me not going to work. Yeah. A big building with a whole bunch of people in it. What could go wrong? I know. <laughs> so um, we watched some things and... Um, so, well, we, speaking of going out, we went to um, Indie Works, uh, which is run by the folks over at uh, Congested Cat. Yep. Uh, we had Christina Raya on. Raya. Raya. Fuck. Sorry. Yep. <clears throat> we had her on a couple episodes, but quite a few episodes back, actually. Yeah. And she was about... like one of one of our OG guests. Yeah. And um, so we've sort of stayed in touch with her and we had submitted the gaffer a while back and... Um, schedules were like it was like right during right before we were starting production for a vital sign mm-hmm. that she wanted to screen it we were like my god we're so like not in the headspace to do that <laughs> right now like so yeah. we, and so it got kind of pushed back and so um we got put into this lineup so yes the gaffer and was scheduling i couldn't get off work yeah and... yeah it's difficult because it's during the week mm-hmm. um and at that time you were still on your Monday, Tuesday schedule as a late night. So you couldn't do Tuesdays. And yeah. now Tuesdays are a little bit easier for you. So yep. uh, the gaffer is uh, a little bit of an older, it's the one right before a vital sign. It was like a year and a half ago, but that was why that one got screened. Now you might be thinking, why didn't you put a vital sign in for several reasons? It wasn't finished yet. It was way too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have a 20 minute cutoff. So we'll get into that in a little bit on how we're handling that. But uh, we figured we would we would go out to the to the gathering. Mm-hmm. A little scary, yeah. You know, but kept our hands washed. Yep, <laughs> like you know, like just, neurotics. Yeah, just trying not to be, you know, trying to be sensible about stuff. I mean, you could be as sensible as you want, but you know, 
Other also, people at that aren't, time, so it, it wasn't but, like, oh, it's a yeah. it's a national emergency. It was, and, yeah. it was Tuesday, last Tuesday, yeah, so, so about a week ago. We were still on the fence about things. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it was still fake news for some. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <laughs> we went, and um, this is this has sort of been our downfall as as filmmakers in self marketing, in that we are not incredibly social people, but once in a social setting. We tend to be all right. It's just the anticipation of going into social settings. Yeah. Um, and so we're always like, ah, I don't, I, you know, we're not going to. And that happened a couple times with, with um, the gaffer when we had put it through the film fest run and then we didn't go and they were like, you won. We're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause we're like, we're not going to win anything. Um, and so this was uh, four films yeah. They do two slots. Yeah. I like that there's like this like kind of brief intermission there. You can go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and reset. That's sort of what's tough with a lot of film fests. It's like a, a two hour block, you know, or and you don't want to get up in the middle of somebody's film to use the bathroom. But I'm like, I got to pee. You know, like, I'm not going to yeah. make it to the end of this. So um, long story short, long story that was already kind of long, but Slightly I'm going to suddenly make shorter yeah. uh, was that we won the Silver Whiskers we did award. So they do like a, um, it's a monthly screening. It's a monthly screening, but then they do the, the way they handle the voting is that it's sort of like the people vote audience votes. And then they, as a collective, as a, a, a company, I guess you would say they make a selection for which of those films <clears throat> they liked the best or mm-hmm. whatever. And, uh, so we, we got that one. So now we compete with the other winners from last that went through last year into now, I guess. Right. Every monthly winner will then compete at the, well, not compete, but show their films at the. Well, I think it is like technically a competition yeah. though on who wins for that. Um, I'm pretty sure we won't win that. Yeah. <laughs> I said we wouldn't win this and we did, but I'm pretty sure we won't win against the best of all of them. It's yeah. like, that's probably not going to happen. <clears throat> it's got to happen to somebody, right? So yeah, uh, it's possible. But um, so we were. We were kind of excited to go to that, but now that may not be happening with all of this going on. So we don't know. We'll keep you posted if you give a crap mm-hmm. about our films. Um, well, what did you think of the event overall? I mean, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really chill. The only issue is I have. It's like bench seating, like park, like picnic bench with no back, yeah. which is really rough with me with my back. So I, I was tempted to just sit on the floor at one point, and just lay down. Yeah, it's a little. So that's why the the break was nice for me i was able to kind of like get up it was at uh, sanger hall sanger hall which is in uh sunnyside i believe queens and uh but old lady griping aside i mean the the event itself was was really nice and you got to network i mean it's the mm-hmm. it's really what the whole point of that is geared towards yeah. is you networking with other people yeah and talking to other people about your process and you know all the other filmmakers it's, and stuff it's always nice to um go to something like this where you know the people running it are genuinely like there for the art of it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you know they're all filmmakers themselves too a lot of them are actors or whatever and they're and you know so they they get it and it's not like those annoying people that peddle their own crap at their festivals or whatever this you know these people just put this on every month and they've been doing it for a while actually i think this is like the seventh year or something like something that something like that yeah um so i i, I really appreciate that I think it's okay to peddle your own crap, by the way. 
but you you shouldn't be in the running for an award. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot and of people, some people do, do that, that which yeah. is insane to me. Yeah. And so this process, I we we did like a a mini film fest. We attempted to do one, and we didn't even charge people for submissions, which they don't either. By the way, you mm-hmm. can just submit your film, right? Um, which is really nice because they're also filmmakers, and so they understand that how that process goes. But um, we when we had done the film fest, and we we sought out films and. We we did an award sort of for the best at the end, but I liked that it's like let the audience vote and then they they give their vote because when we did ours, we already knew who the winner was going to be. Honestly, when we watched all the films, we were like this was mm-hmm. the the best executed, and so it's it it doesn't feel as rigged that way. Yeah, you know because what if their friends are there and they vote and this and that? Um, it's still kind of like the voting system is. You know, you just you you vote for your favorite, and so obviously, if one film has more people there, then they're right. probably going to get the vote. Um, that's also the encouragement, I think, to bring people with you. Is like, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. get more asses in the seats, which I can respect. Unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot of people. Yeah, and um, Cat did come down, and um, um, Katie, Katie came down, uh, who we just met, who's friends with Cat. Mm. But and, you know, clearly we're best friends now. So all good. <laughs> Obviously, that's how that works. Um, and so Cat uh, and Katie yep. came came down to support us, which was really awesome. It's it's a it's a hike for our friends that are up here. It's, yeah, it's it really a long trip. So um, you know we we get it. But they were they were already down there. They they already live in the city ish areas boroughs. Yeah. So um, but still uh, coming out on a Tuesday night on a work night, it's like you know we definitely appreciate it. Yep. So yeah. I look forward to hopefully being able to go next month, but then also potentially being able to get a vital sign in there. How will you do that? You ask your movies too long. Yeah, You're saying, Hey, isn't your film like 29 minutes long (laughs) and the cutoff is 20 minutes. What what are you going to do about that? What what do you do? How are you going to do that one? Well, you recut the film. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like you said, you weren't going to do 19 minutes and 58 seconds. Yeah. To that. <clears throat> Why um, did we do that? Well, we realized that a big sticking point, and then we've been over this before too a little bit, but we realized a big sticking point for festivals is time, right? You take a 30-minute film and you can fit three 10-minute films in there, and then that's more people that show up, and that's more films mm-hmm. that play, all that sort of stuff. And so that was a, a cutoff. It's not, and, and there's a, you know, there's a, f- a few festivals and, and places that have a 20-minute cutoff for short films. I mean, it seems like every 10, 20, 30, 40, it's like every film festival has a cutoff and it's yeah. arbitrary to some degree. But yeah, it was, it was challenging to, cause it was originally like 34 minutes. Was it? Or 33 oh, or something. Then we cut like yeah, a whole we, scene we out. Cut a whole scene out. And it still was, still was long, long. So it was just, it was an interesting exercise to see how do we tell this story in a with, manner that still yeah, makes sense with the bare minimum a footage in a, yeah exactly in a manner that still makes sense that doesn't feel rushed that pacing still works all that stuff so um yeah some people were like hey see if you can get it to 10 minutes and i was like there's no fucking way in hell that we can yeah. tell the story in 10 minutes there's no way this is going to be a 10 minute short at the very least it, it was going to be a 20 minute and even then we're like i don't know we had to cut so many interactions that i really enjoyed and so it's very bittersweet. I'm like 50% in. I, I did it begrudgingly, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we both there's did. a point where you have to go like, okay, this is what... <clears throat> when you when you 
put this much work into a film and and a lot of other filmmakers and editors and directors may not think this way but we do having been on both sides of it is that it's other people's work as well and so you don't want right. to chop down their work to the point where you're like oh this this actor is almost not even in the film anymore because yeah. we've cut so many of their scenes out so you're trying to be fair to everybody to make sure everyone has at least one scene where it's mostly about them in that scene or that they have the most dialogue in that scene. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the easiest thing to do. And because you don't, you're not preparing for that. Unfortunately, certain people get cut. Yeah. And in, in this case, and I'm, I'm going to be really transparent about it. Unfortunately, it was Kieran, mm -hmm. a lot of Kieran scenes. And it wasn't that they got cut because they weren't as important. It was that we had to choose every scene that was crucial to the the ending making the most sense right and so we had to cut his scenes down we cut one major scene down that was like really tough because it was where he had the most dialogue and mm -hmm. he's a really good actor so i was like i don't i don't want to shortchange him this sucks so much yeah. <laughs> um but you know stuff had to be cut down and so now even though in my heart i'm like leave it the way it is if it the option now is Stay stubborn. Stay stubborn, my friends. Hmm. And, you know, dig your heels into the ground. This is the vision I had, and I'm going to keep it that way. And now almost nobody's going to pick it because, and it's not going to get views <clears throat> in the circuit right. because it's just too long. Mm -hmm. And now none of that talent gets recognized or swallow your pride. Do the best you can to cut it down d despite having to cut right. down things you really don't want to and maybe having to sort of sacrifice an actor in in, a, in one sense or another and getting more people to watch the film mm -hmm. um yeah and it's tricky because you have the long version which will the right the standard original version, original version, version. The og and um so that may not get into festivals because it's so long and then so then you cut it down to a more manageable length and then now because it's shorter and it's not the original story, that may not get picked because it's, you know, you're making. Does it still make sense? Yeah. I feel like it does, <laughs> you know, but. It's... I feel like it does. And then we kind of tested it on a friend of ours last night. Um, okay. What? What? Who? Really? Yeah. I don't know. Who was here last night? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't see the, the original version. It doesn't so. matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point of testing it. Yeah. Why would you be like, here, watch the version that has the most details. Now watch the other version. Do you get it? Well, obviously, because they watched yeah. the long version first. Why wouldn't they get the second one? The point is to show them the shorter version Just, yeah. and see if that holds any uh, any weight to them. And I don't mind having to give a clue. I kind of expect that. It's just like when somebody watches a film and they leave completely confused or they get it so wrong that I don't even want to talk to them anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even like you anymore. That's how wrong that was. Um, that is difficult. But I'm okay with somebody walking out of one of my films and saying, so I feel like I get it, but there's this one thing. And it's like, okay. And then I give you a hint and you go, oh, oh, oh. So that sound was, all right, now yeah, I yeah. get it. That's fine. Um, that's happened with many movies that I've watched that I thoroughly enjoy, but I walk out like still thinking is this what happened or is that what happened? Right. And so um, he did get it once I threw the hint at him and then he, he made the connection. So I feel like it's still, and he, and he knew nothing about the story 
whereas other people kind of had already seen us posting stuff. He's not like a social media type mm -hmm. uh, guy. So he didn't have it. He went in completely blind and was still able to make like 75% sense of what was happening. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's, it's still going to do okay uh, in terms of the, the length being shortened. Yeah. Well, the tricky thing, in it, the, yeah, but the, this piece specifically, because it's so character driven, it's, it's so story driven that you really want, I mean, you just you need time to spend with the characters in order to connect with them and understand their motives and stuff. That's always, yeah. you know, it's not like Neptune where you can just do put flashy things on the screen and mm -hmm. you, you know, you can tell a story in two minutes because who cares? But um, this one is, is important. So, but I still feel like, yeah, I still feel like it makes sense. Um, but now, it brings up the interesting question is we just submitted the 30 minute version to like what 12 festivals something like that was and it so, 17 17 festivals whatever it was a lot over $500 worth of festivals whatever that whatever that, that we're get probably going to get rejected from um but then what do you do you know like i had floated the idea of emailing them or or sending them a message to film freeway saying here's another cut of the if if the I think we should do that. If, I mean, like, I don't know how I don't diligent know how, they are about checking those yeah. things. That's my. But if you say, say like, "Hey, look, if if, <laughs> hey, look, look, buddy. you better put this film in there. I'm gonna kick no, but if your if you're not gonna ass. Some, if you're not, if you don't want to accept, accept the film based on technical stuff or whatever, that's fine. But if the one thing that is that you're debating about it is the length, here's a shorter version, and mm -hmm. that may help or it may not. But whatever. But at least they'll know. All right, we like this film, but it's just a bit long. Here's a shorter version. Okay, great. We'll, we'll put that in. Well, I think it's worth sending the message. If they check the message, great. If not, then sucks for us. Yeah. Live and learn. There's still a whole other batch of film fest that, you know, we can submit to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, I don't know. It's probably the worst year, literally the worst year yeah. to start submitting to film festivals. Are they even going to happen? Who the hell is traveling for that? What's going to be going well, on? The we good don't thing know. about that is that. You know, they're so far away, you know, like, yeah, we're not even going to hear from our first festival until like May, May. So if we're knows? still having this conversation in May, we are fucked with a capital fuck. Yeah. Then, yeah, things could be rough for a while. But so and that's just the notification date. The actual event is, you know, June or whatever, I think. But so hopefully by then things will have calmed down. I, I would hope. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Take the wheel. Um. So yeah. that's where we're at with everything. That's where we're but at. But we had a. I, I really enjoyed myself at the um, film festival, Congested Cat Festival of Indie Works, and um, we met some people that we are in contact with now, and mm -hmm. you know, um, we forced ourselves to be social yeah. and friendly. We met some people, and it's nice to meet other people like that. Just love making films on on no budgets or low budgets and scrappy filmmakers, as it were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 That was, that was fun. That was fun. So um, we we were avoiding doing any type of reviews for HBO's The Outsider because, it, I mean, I didn't want to talk about this every week for eight weeks, mm -hmm. I want to say, maybe, something like that. Yeah. Um, and also McMillions, which has been sort of playing around the same time. And I thought, I don't want to talk about this every single... I think outside was actually 10 episodes. So that mm -hmm. would be, a, that, that would just drag on too much. We're like, let's just wait, watch the whole thing, watch it like everyone else is watching it. I don't need to tear down each and every single episode. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I went into this, I'm not going to lie, because of the Bateman Mendelssohn combo. Um, although yeah. I have to give, I have to give props to Julianne Nicholson, who 
did quite what she has. She's she's quite underrated, I think. Um, she has this really just she just has a style to mm-hmm. the way that she plays her characters, and you know it's like she's in stuff. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say that. I I know that you know I'm, it's not to to speak of her her uh, her celebrity. Mm-hmm. It's just I know her face, but I'm always like. What the hell's her name again? Or mm. what was she in again that we saw? Which is several things. Yeah, she was really good in this. She had a smaller part, but that was how well she played it. That she it was still memorable, even though her part was a bit smaller. Um, I I have I have a love for the Bateman, mm-hmm. and so I was like, ooh, so excited. And then he was in it for three seconds, and I was like, what the fuck? Not that Mendelssohn wasn't enough because he was, and then actually, um, Cynthia Erivo, I think it is. Mm-hmm. She sort of played this like savanty like investigator, yeah, investigator. But like she was like this high functioning, yeah, like spectrum. Like I think yeah. I'm assuming that's what they were trying to um, portray her as. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm I completely really s- <laughs> super smart, awkward person. Yeah, and so Social she awkward. so she's another person now that. Uh, you know, I I look forward to seeing other work. I think she did Harriet also. I think she played Harriet mm-hmm. Tubman. Um, <clears throat> and so <sighs> I just feel like it was really mis... It, it, they misrepresented Jason Bateman's part in this. Yeah. He was a producer in it. There were Directed several... Directed a couple episodes, I think. At least one, I think. Um, I don't think anybody did more than like two or three episodes. He did like two episodes, yeah. but it was a lot of... A lot of people did one episode and then I think someone else did three or four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it When the commercials were playing, commercials, everybody starts like cutting the cord. We're going to be like, what the hell is a commercial? Yeah. Um, but when, when the advertisements for that started playing, I was like, oh, my God, Jason ba- Bateman's in something dark. Because mm-hmm. I love him as funny man. But then when Ozark came out, I was like, yes, yes, he has a dramatic dark side, which is still slightly comedic. And sarcastic in a way. Um, and then not to kill too much of it, but a lot of people have been talking about this. He's barely in this show at all. Yeah. His character, the whole show revolves around his character. Yeah. But he's hardly in it, which was kind of a bummer. Yeah. So if you're going into it expecting Bateman, we just want to, you know. St- Go for Bateman, stay for everyone else. Yeah. Look, Ben Mendelsohn is. I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's a, he's enough to watch a show for. You know? I got hooked on Mendelsohn after the Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, which he also had a small part in, but it was and just Bloodline, really memorable. Was, well, yeah, but so here's the thing with him, and I, I, we talked about this a little <clears throat> bit, but he he always he's always kind of like always always kind of like a bad guy or like you know whatever. And in this, it's a different type of character for it. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be weird. And like within two minutes, I was like, "Oh, yeah, clearly he's." You know what I mean? He has like he's just like a chameleon in that way. Like, but even you can't really still, pigeonhole. Even him. though he wasn't a bad guy, he still has this sort of sinister, yeah. just not sinister, more hard headed. Like, yeah, but it's still like I don't know. For me, it's, he still has this. There's always some skeleton in his closet. I yeah. don't know if it's his face or his voice. Like you know his voice when you hear it. Yeah. You can put him on screen and blindfold me, and I'd be like, that's Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know that guy's voice. Same as, like, Mark Ruffalo has one of those voices. Mm-hmm. DiCaprio has one DiCaprio. of those voices. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just know. And um, so I don't know if it's that, that I'm so used to him playing shady characters that I kind of always bring that to it. But anyhow, <clears throat> there, the, I had I had 
two gripes with it. And one of them was the misrepresentation of the Bateman. And the second was that it went to a place that I didn't expect via the advertising. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know how much, how, how spoily we want to get. I'm not too spoily, but. Dare I say that it's sort of supernatural. It has like a supernatural. Well, I gathered that from the. I gathered that, but I didn't think they would run so hard with it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I actually feel like it, it could have been told in six episodes easily. You know, that was my main gripe with it: the cinematography, great acting, Beautiful. great, all that stuff. Technically, was amazing, um, but for, and and I don't know the store source material. Like, I've never read the book or anything like well, this that. Is but, a, this is a Stephen King yeah, story, by the way. Stephen King, and um, so I don't know what they changed and if there was more. That they could have added to, because it just, you know, maybe episode five, it kind of was like, okay, let's, it would have been a better show to binge yeah. than to watch So weekly. is there going to be a second season now? Because they kind of ended it on a bit of a cliffhanger, yeah. so. I guess it'll depend on the ratings. I actually hope there isn't, not because I thought the show was bad, but I just prefer to just leave it yeah. alone. The old one and done. <clears throat> but I have a feeling, depending on the success of it, they're just going to drag that shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. <clears throat> the the creators there are limited because this is based on a story. So you have to sort of follow that yeah. the outline. Under- sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <sighs> knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Moo. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you cut me off all the time. I'm just used to it. I don't, I don't remember what I was going to say, so go. Um, well, I was just going to say that... Um, I don't, I, from my, my understanding is that they told the story of the book. So if they do another season, that's kind of, they have to. Well, they can be more creative there, yeah. I guess. But I just, um, that doesn't mean anything to me because books and adaptations of books are very, very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Reading The Shining, watching The Shining, two completely different things. I actually prefer to watch the film to something before the book because there's no leaving book world and going into film world. Oh, you just can't. I like the so, other way. I don't like the other way because yeah. I'm not. I'm going to judge this film based on the book. I'm not even going to give this film a chance once it starts veering too far away from what I read because I already have this preconceived sort of world and how I think that you know this all looks, mm-hmm. what I picture these characters looking like, all that, and then you throw the film at me and I'm like, that's not what I pictured such and such looking like. Mm-hmm. That's not what I pictured the town looking like the monster or whatever the hell it is. I don't picture it that way. So if I know that I haven't read the book to something, I'll watch the film first, love it as a film and then go to the book. Cause it's a completely different thing now for yeah. me. I know. I like reading the book first. Shutter like Island. I watched first and then read the book. And it was the first time that mm-hmm. I was like, that was pretty damn close. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched a film that came that close to, to the book, yeah. but like the shining, I love The Shining on its own because I saw it when I was like six. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wasn't going to read the I You know, it was beyond my reading capabilities at that point. So I watched the film, loved the film. And then I read the book when I was like 10. And I was like, this is way creepier. But for some reason, I was still able to love the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other way around, I'm judging the film way too much. Yeah. And you've done that. We've watched stuff and you're like a lot of your like sci-fi you read, you listen, I should say, because you don't read the books. Audible. You listen to a lot of like 
older teen sci-fi. Yeah. Young adult sci-fi. <laughs> Young adult sci-fi is like your favorite thing to listen to. And we've yeah, like watched I've... films and you're like, from the jump, you're like, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you do this to yourself? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should try the other way. But I just, I like going into the movie knowing what happened in the book and seeing how it differs, I guess. Because a book, like a book, I don't know. It's such a commitment, the book. You know, yeah. a book. So if I don't want to go into that bigger commitment already with a, an idea in my head, a movie's just two hours. You either have to can... be able to do it, either can do it or you can't. Yeah. I can. I can completely separate that once I yeah. go into a book. But um, we need to talk about Kevin. It was a book that I read first, then watched the movie. The movie was good, but I was like, this isn't the same mm. at all. I think yeah. had I had I Gene Wildered it, flipped and reversed it, mm-hmm. um, I would have probably liked the film a lot more. I liked the film, but I had too much of the book. Like, yeah. that's not the way that scene went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not what happened. Why'd they cut that out? So The Outsider, I'm going to give it like a B plus, like a hard B plus. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to go A minus, but I, I don't know. Just too many episodes. There were too many episodes and the story, it ended with such simplicity. Like I anticipated yeah, the too. ending in like episode six. I'm like... Oh, well, the this last would be episode the... started out really intense. And yeah. And I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa. And then, you know, and well, then the, it kind of went down from there. The second to last ended intense. They left you on a cl- cliffhanger. A hanger. You came back for episode 10 and it started off really intense and great. But what I anticipated happening midway, I thought, well, this is what would obviously happen. But mm-hmm. that's not it's not going to be that. That's too easy. And then that's what happened. And yeah. I was like, oh, so it was just that very obvious thing the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Oh, all right. So I didn't read this Stephen King story, so I was going in blind, and I just thought, I hope that's more detailed in the book or something. It just yeah. seems too easy. Maybe I'll read the book and see what that experience Listen is to like. it? Listen to the book, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll listen to this book. All right, so, yeah, I'm giving it a hard B. I think the performances, uh, you know, and the you actors alone. I'm sorry, B plus. That's what I meant. Um, the actors alone are, are worth it. It's mm-hmm. just the story. I don't know if it was the, the book to to show thing that something got lost. I can't say, mm-hmm. but just something didn't click yeah. with me. Yeah. But that. I agree with that assessment. Well, thank you, sir. Oh. Um, so we watched at the same time we were watching McMillions and this was, uh, for anyone who might not know about it, this was the monopoly game that McDonald's had put forth to the world, I think early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, something mm-hmm. like that. And, um, there was a big case because it got rigged. I had never heard this. Well, the reason why you may not have heard a lot about it, which I did learn on the show, was that once the investigation sort of peaked, 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. And so it sort of wiped it out of yeah. existence in terms of the media. All of the attention for the next like seven or eight months, almost a year, was all on 9-11. And so the case sort of went cold in a way Mm -hmm. Uh, they were still pursuing it but there was no media there to support that and so i think maybe that's why it didn't spread as much but i remembered hearing about it and um so i I almost didn't watch this because i i I knew the story but there were a lot of details to it that we did not know yeah or i did not know at least and you went in blind yep i had no idea was it even happened I remember playing that game, too. I'm like, oh, I got, like, two railroads or whatever. I got know? a Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still doing that game today. I didn't know. So I just want to... Here's one thing that... that the, the main thing that I left with that show was... Uh, I want to say Detective Doug Matthews mm-hmm. uh, was a fucking pip 
Yeah. Like, he's worth watching. Just he he alone yeah. is worth watching the show for because he is the most unconventional uh, detective yeah. that I have but you know what? ever I, he's seen. He's the type of person I would want on my case, I think. He's very real. Yeah. He's very real and and you know, I think that there's there's not enough transparency when it comes to the FBI and all that stuff. It's mm. always like this very protected and you can kind of get away with things because you work for the FBI and he was pretty honest in sometimes almost painfully honest in yeah. the in the methods that he thought should should uh, take place in order to get this case out there or to get people to talk or whatever. Yeah. Um he's just, he's so wonderfully weird. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. like he's like the Jeff Goldblum of the FBI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just no like filter. a young, more energetic. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? Because they started, and I don't want to give too much away, but they started like in this small FBI, uh, I forgot the name of the town, what town it was in. It was like Wisconsin or something. It was like a small, and all they mainly did at that FBI office was like foreclosures and like, you know, uh, uh, insurance fraud and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he's just like, I want something more exciting. You know, he was just very much like, this is boring. If I have to do one more of these cases, I'm going to whatever. So he was so excited to be on the McDonald's case. Yeah. (laughs) So this this is a short review only because there's no way to really tell that to review it without wrecking the entire story. There's a lot of twists and turns. And then there's a major twist at the end that you're like, what? Yeah. Um. And even watching it with, you know, that's the problem is I wasn't watching it with writer's brain because I thought I knew the story already. Mm-hmm. And I knew a good chunk of it, but there was still like another 25% of the story that was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then the end came in and I was like, wow, I hadn't heard that one because mm-hmm. I stopped following the story, you yeah, know, yeah. just when it actually happened. It was like, eh. um, yeah, it was very interesting. I would, there's a lot of characters in this film. He's the biggest one. <laughs> And so I, I mean, I would say I would say just for I can't credit them for the twist. The twist is just reality. But it was just filmed well. Yeah. And um, the one of the the main one of the main characters that they focus on his brother and sister in law. Um, the sister in law looked like she had been like she's held captive yeah. in a shipping container when the cameras aren't rolling and then they let her out for her interviews and then but then in she the end she reminds me a lot of the um that character from uh Men in Black that owns the house <laughs> it's a giant air suit uh, yes for water sure water. water uh yeah she she did kind of have this this sort of dazed zoned out personality mm-hmm. it was so weird but then in the end she like actually was like laughing and stuff. I was like, what the hell is like, yeah. how many sedatives did you give her prior to filming? <laughs> she would just stand there like she'd sit like with this blank look on her face, which I don't know if her was it was like her internal like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we talking? Yeah. kind of thing. It felt like that. It felt like her husband talked her into doing this and was like, We should tell the story. And she's like, We're gonna die. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh I, I would give it like an A minus, I thought. I thought nah, it was still like a B plus again, too many yeah. episodes. I guess there were a lot you of know, episodes. I appreciate, you know, them doing the research, but he I, said, nah, B plus. Nah, B plus. <laughs> it was good. It was definitely worth watching because I had especially if you don't know much about it, I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, but um I you know, they they went off on the side character tangent too much. And it's like I, I'm glad to know about these characters, but it's like I don't want to spend a whole episode on, you know, 
somebody's wife. So when this or character someone's husband was 15, or whatever. they worked at a pizzeria. Yeah. And it's like, all right, all right, all right, let's move it along. I think that's also our, which is where we are mentally and yeah. with phones and stuff. It's like, give me, give me, give me, give me. Well, not that. I just felt like the story could have been more concise. And again, if it, it was something I binged, I probably wouldn't have noticed it as much. I think part of that was, <sighs> I don't want to spoil it. I think part of that was deflecting. Mm. Like an intentional sort of deflection because the story kind of goes into a place you don't expect it to. Yeah, I so, guess so. I, I think that may have been why the focus was there because for so long this was this these people were the main focus of it. All right, so I would I would say watch it. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. And so you I, thought that was better than The Outsider? I thought well, because the story was more interesting mm-hmm. and it's completely different. This isn't documentary. This isn't. You know, I, I can't compare the acting to it because, yeah. you know, the, the one is acting and one isn't sort of um, people play up the camera, I guess, but not in the same way. Yeah. I thought that the story was more interesting, interesting for yeah. this than The Outsider. So um, another film that we watched that we are so late to the game on, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not, because it was still in the theaters like last week, depending yeah. on what theater you were you were looking at. We finally watched Knives Out. Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which we missed over the holiday season. We had like way too much crap going on. I was, we uh, didn't get to watch it. Yeah, I was, uh, I was highly anticipating this film because I love Ryan Johnson. Um, not personally, but just from a because uh, I don't know him. <laughs> when when I hang out with Ryan uh, yeah. Johnson, I mean, I may, I, I just don't know him. Uh, but I like his films. I like The Last Jedi and stuff. So I, um, well, he did Looper. Also. Yeah, Looper was great. Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. He did a couple ups. Um, so I was. This film, I, this film for me was highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't, I can't even go through the 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 actors in it because it was like a, a celebrity modge podge. Yeah, and normally that is incredibly distracting yeah. for me. And this, when we had talked about when the trailer came out, I was like, I really want to see this, but. The part of me that's keeping me from running to the theater to see it was way too many celebrities in one film. Um, And I have to say that he did a really good job of sort of ironing that out and giving everybody their own time and then cohesively existing in the film. Mm -hmm. It's hard when you have that many big names in one film. So you have uh, Daniel Craig, you have Chris Evans, you have um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Don Johnson, Tony Collette, yeah. uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. It, like, you know, you just had so many damn people in this film that that you're like, who's going to take? I was never looking for somebody to steal it, Yeah, which is what I thought going in. I'm like, who's going to steal it? Somebody's going to steal it. And uh, surprisingly, I'd say like if somebody was going to steal it, it focused a lot on uh, Ana de Armas. Mm-hmm. Is it Ana de Armas? Armas? Mm-hmm. Ana de Armas? I don't know. Um, who is... I I know her from Blade Runner, and that's the mm-hmm. only thing I really know her for, from. I know she was in some other stuff, and I think she's in the new Bond movie mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. with Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, the you know, I don't want to give too much away, but the story kind of... I think most takes, people have seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of focuses on Anna's character. Yeah. And uh, which I think was a smart move because although she's great, she's not of this of the cast is probably the least name. least yeah. known. And I thought that was really smart of him to kind of, you know, focus a little bit more on her than everybody else to kind of um, balance that out mm-hmm. of the weight of the, the celebrity of that's in the film. But, yeah, I think they all played the 
their parts well. And, and especially like Chris Evans, who you're probably one of the more popular ones because of Captain America, you know, um, and he had, you know, he had isn't that a, something that like an actor like Christopher Plummer, who's been acting for a gajillion years and Daniel Craig and all these all these act- actors that are way older than Chris Evans and have been doing this longer. It's the assumption is like, well, the more popular character is going to be Chris Evans because he's Captain America, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I've been acting for 59 years, yeah, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't. I I've don't... been in 87 films. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, there's a bit, you know, you know, there's a huge difference between popularity and of course but see skill. i didn't see chris evans as the star like i didn't neither did i, I that, didn't, that's that was my that was my thought going I in i was like I oh they're gonna from, make him a from big, the trailer i knew from thing. the trailer that he wasn't going to be like as big a character mm-hmm. i thought um i knew that like daniel craig would be a big part of it i assumed more um jamie lee curtis mm-hmm. for some reason but i didn't expect it to be Anna. like yeah. i didn't think she would be like one of the major characters but she was mm-hmm. so your thoughts I loved it. Hmm. You? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it was just like a good old fashioned like who done it, you know? Mystery. And um, just the 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 tone of the film, the pacing of the film, all that stuff was just so spot on. I just loved it. Daniel Craig's character, his take on that character, which I believe his KFC draw. Yeah, he. I believe they're gonna either make another movie with him, that character. Oh, really? Yeah, there was some talk about that. Um, or, or maybe a sequel to, not a sequel to this, but like another movie with him as like the character, maybe another kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I like seeing Daniel Craig because he was in, he was also in that movie we watched with like race cars or something like that, where he had played this other kind of over the top character. Yes, Logan Lucky was yeah, a movie Logan that Lucky. I... I love seeing Daniel Craig play outside of Bond. Yeah. Everyone knows him so He's so popular as Bond. I only watch. I only took an interest in watching Logan Lucky because when I saw Daniel Craig playing a hick, mm-hmm. I'm like, "How the fuck is this going to take place?" Because he's Bond and he's yeah. so sophisticated and British. Yeah. But he does a really good exaggerated, yeah. like Southern Baptist kind of. Yeah. Not like not like a Texas like easy. He does like this that really Specific. like cliche yeah. like um, old prospector kind of southern accent and you don't see that coming it's when i saw the trailer because it was like southern not old prospector prospector um when i saw the 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 trailer for logan lucky i was like channing tatum uh but Mm. then um adam driver was in it so Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i like adam driver i don't i don't know like i don't know how like Channing Tatum got thrown in here, although he did hold his own. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I wasn't annoyed by by him at all, but I just thought it was such a weird combination. But then when I saw Daniel Craig, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And it's a really funny movie, actually. Yeah. It's it's much much better than I thought it was going to be. And um, my issue with this film is that it played for as long as it did in the theater. I don't know that I've ever seen a, a movie play that long in the theater. Yeah. Not even Star Wars played that long. Like this film got like a three and a half month run, which is yeah. unheard of. And so again, now we have the expectations of like, it got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, it's one of the best movies that's ever been made in the entire planet. Yeah. And so now there's stuff. like, I'm, I'm expecting the best film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And maybe I would have, Still loved it had I not gotten all that hype, but I was now expecting something kind of like with The Outsider. I watched the commercial, so we got into the the film, and then there was an obvious, for me, there was an obvious sort of character, no spoilers, but I thought, it's not going to be that. That's Mm -hmm. too easy. And then it was that person. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hmm. 
Hmm. All right. I was a little disappointed by the simplicity in that. There was, I felt like way too much well, was gi- was given away, and maybe that's more of like you have to do that nowadays. Yeah, well, if people yeah. have to think too much, they get upset, you know. And so they had to court, kind of sell the. I don't know. I just thought like you really gave that away. Well, I knew going in because I, you know, uh, I can't avoid the internets, but I knew going in that there wasn't. That there was twists, but the it wasn't some huge twist. Like I it was more about be. I was more about the storytelling and the the tone of the film and all that stuff. So I wasn't going into it expecting some crazy twist you would never imagine. I mean, then there are twists, obviously, but you know, not um, that I wouldn't imagine. I, know, I But it. I just thought that it would be a little bit more of a surprise because once you know, like when the focus was on this one particular character for a while, I thought like all right, well, that seems like the obvious choice. So it's not going to be that person. And then it was. And so I was a little bit like, "Eh," you know, but the, the, the grading for this film was so cool. Mm -hmm. It was, it, it had, it, it, it it reminded me a bit of like Wes Anderson because he has these very like hyper stylized, really saturated colors that Mm -hmm. he uses. Um, but it wasn't overdone, but it it was very much necessary. It's very murder mystery. Yeah. Um, you couldn't do this. It was like a modern day clue. Yeah. You couldn't do this with like that, like the artsy blue hue filter on it that it would not have worked. You needed to have this like, you know, and, and Daniel's Craig's Daniel Craig's eyes are almost abnormally blue already. And then they got like corrected to this alien freaking grade. I don't know. It was so weird. Um, but I felt like that that was really well done. The performances were great. The directing was great. Uh, the costuming, everything. Uh, but just for me, the story, that was my one, like I would, I'm giving it a strong A minus because of that. I, I thought it was really good, but I felt like the hype got too many wheels turning yeah. because I'm like, if it's that good, then it's not going to be anyone that we ever expect. And I was like, well, that's exactly who I thought mm. was going to be in the middle of this and was hoping wasn't. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was my only gripe, but I still really liked it. Yeah, and I also liked that you know this, that it, the fact that it did so well. This combined with Jojo Rabbit in terms of how well it did is just a huge boost for original storytelling. Yes, you know. Um, so I, I'm so thankful that those two films specifically did well because it, you know, and I guess Baby Driver was could be considered another one, I guess, but because that did well financially. And uh, I don't know. I just want to see more films like this being. Yeah, being made. So I appreciate that. I give it a solid A. Not an A plus, and you loved it. I loved what? What gets an A plus? You know, it's not like it's not Star Wars. Oh God, <laughs> that's not what you give an A plus to. No. Really? Yeah. I, I, if I, I love something, I'm A plusing it. Is all I'm saying, buddy. Yeah. For me, it was. What a, gets an A plus for you? What does it take? What does it take? If I would have seen this in the theater without knowing anything, it would have been an A plus. But uh-huh. because I I felt like I knew, you know, I, I read some things online, you know, tight like headlines of articles or whatever, just perusing through the interwebs. And, and you know, so I feel like that kind of dulled it a little bit for me because mm-hmm. I knew some stuff. What film gets an A plus in your mind? Quick, right off the top of your head. Quiet, please. What? Yeah. Are you serious? The more the further I get away from that film, the more I just love I would it. have never guessed that in a million years. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just one. I don't know. I'm trying to think. If you got to think, recent. then how great were they? <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't have to be of recent. All time. I'm just saying, like films that you've watched, like what what gets an well, A plus you know, for it's, you? Well, you know, it's it's a few good men. <laughs> that's an A plus for me. <laughs> you know, Army of Darkness, A plus. <laughs> I mean, but see that like you're putting you're putting the filmmaking Rumble in the Bronx, A plus. Again, <laughs> so you're putting the the style the stylistic. So for me, an A plus is a film that has 
an effect on my life. Those three films I just named had a huge impact on but my that's life. that's different. I'm, I'm asking you as a filmmaker, what gets a film? You cannot give an A plus to Army of Darkness. I love Bruce Campbell, okay? <laughs> it's silliness. I saw that in the freaking theater. I don't mm. know. I think I was like 10 or 11 years old when I saw that in the theater. And it's funny, and yes, but Army of like Army of Darkness getting an A plus in nostalgia, I'll give yeah. that to you. But yeah. as a film, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah, technically, yeah, of course. That but doesn't. I'll let you have a few. I don't know. Good I'd have to look time, through. Maybe. I'd have to look through some of the reviews we did and see what I gave an A plus. <laughs> Darkness, like Evil Dead Two. Like, Evil Dead Two is another A plus. Again, like the nostal- <laughs> like A plus as a, if you if you segment that and put it in a subcategory, like nineteen seventeen. Okay, now we're talking like that's I just, an A plus. I think I'm talking like as as a filmmaker aesthetically as filmmaking, yeah. and you can even go back on that on back to different years. Like to me, I think The Exorcist gets an A plus for its time. Mm-hmm. It, it it did an amazing job. It still kind of holds. Horror movies are terrible now. It still to me is one of the stronger, but. Um, like when I tomorrow. go, when I go A plus, yeah, I'm going Django, Revenant, Tucker and Dale, Tucker you and know, Dale. Yeah. that, that kind of stuff to me, A plus is it. Yeah. Those are like A plus, but now nostalgic, if you're talking about nostalgic films, I can go into all kinds of silly stuff. Goonies. Goonies and Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. Back, and uh, I still, personally, I still think Beetlejuice is, is an A plus mm-hmm. even on filmmaking because Tim Burton. Oh yeah. It's you know, so inventive. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Burton's Batman for me, A plus. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, any hoosers. Um, so yeah. So so I mean, we, we got some we got some stuff in. Mm-hmm. We got some stuff in this past week. Yeah. I don't know what's going on for next week. We're gonna watch something else. We might maybe perhaps there was a possibility of having a guest. I don't know. I haven't gotten confirm- confirmation for that. But since we went with Knives Out, I would like to watch Uncut Gems, which is your quiet place, it seems. You're like, eh, I'll watch it, but I don't really care to see that. And I am not an Adam Sandler fan, but I really want to see this mm-hmm. because I like, was it the Softy Brothers? Um, I don't know. You don't know what? What, what was it? The Softy Brothers? Yeah. I yeah. Ju- I'm, I, it's the brothers, but I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing their name oh, right. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I liked, uh, was it a good time or good time, whatever with Pattinson, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it, that they did a really good job and these are original stories, which I really enjoy. So I don't know. I mean, there was, there's just something about uncut gems that I just, I have I don't really it's have Adam Sandler. That's why I don't I, think it's Adam Sandler even because I've watched Adam Sandler movies before. I'm not yeah, a huge but fan. You've but never like, run towards an Adam Sandler yeah. film. And when you think of Adam Sandler, you think this is going to be mediocre at best. Well, I, I know it's not, but, but I know that I know it's not like an, a, a typical Adam Sandler vehicle. You know, I just Adam Sandler. He can act. He can act. That's yeah. what frustrates me. I, you know, he's going for what feeds him and what keeps his lifestyle. And who am I to say it's like fine, whatever. But to me, it's so when you are at that level, when you have as much money as he has, why wouldn't if you if you are an actor or do do you care at that point? And that's where it kind yeah. of teeters for me, where it's like. Are you really an actor anymore if you just do shit to, like, keep your mansion up? And yeah. it doesn't you don't care about storylines. I mean, he went to this. I don't know if they went to him. Yeah. I'm assuming they must have. But as, ever since Punch Drunk Love, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So he can actually act. Then he was in Spanglish, you know, which yeah. was like oh, different character than what you're used to. Um, so I don't. I thought it was a weird choice, but I wasn't like, what the hell? Why would you pick Adam Sandler? <laughs> I, I knew like, okay, yeah. so he went back to, you know, wanting to actually do something for the content and not, you know, just to, to get a paycheck. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, th- th- there's there's certain actors when you see that actor and you're like, what, what the hell? Like, if this was like, oh, Uncut Gems starring Mark Wahlberg, I would have been like, you fucking lost me so hard. I'm not even <laughs> watching this because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, starring James Franco. I can't. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know. So, um, well. <sighs> As much as I don't like James Franco, as we, as you all know, if you listen to the show, um, I know that he has more range. Mm. I've seen him in stuff that was serious, and you know what I mean. Mm. But like the the Adam Sandler's of the world, if you didn't see Punch Drunk Love or Spang, Spanglish, you just know like Waterboy, yeah. and you know that's who Billy that Madison. Betty, Billy Madison, and that's what you're thinking of. And there there is a whole other side. He he does have a dramatic actor side. Mm-hmm. We just don't see it often. But then, you know, like someone like Mark Wahlberg is just like, yeah, we've seen him play all sides. I don't believe any of them yeah, ever. So that's why I just said if it had been starring him, like when The Happening came out and I was like, why yeah. are you doing this to me? Yeah. Only for Shyamalan would I sit through an entire <laughs> film starring Mark Wahlberg, not even like that he was in it like basketball diaries which i didn't dislike mark Wahlberg at that time it was the very beginning of his career this was mm-hmm. still like marky mark yeah. uh, in the making over here or whatever he had just he was like just coming out of that and becoming an actor that movie was about dicaprio that was one that's yeah. a plus film yeah. by the way <laughs> saw that in the theater three times as a teenager he was in it and he was kind of playing himself yeah. so it wasn't that much of a stretch but when the happening came out i was like you've got to be kidding me I almost didn't watch that film because I was like, I can't sit through an hour and a half of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Trying I don't want to be like do a it. science teacher. <laughs> he can barely speak. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, and that's probably one of my least favorite. That and Lady in the Water for me were like, ugh, I didn't really care for those very much. Yeah. And I wasn't too big on Unbreakable, which I know a lot of people oh, liked. I love that movie. I didn't really like that one as much. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I want to see Uncut Gems. I don't know. Yeah, we, we will. You're going to watch it. Yeah. And see what Paul thought. Yeah. Next week when you join us on Go Gorilla Film. Um, shout outs, Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Steady Geek and Nada for Debate, Perry Herovis, uh, the folks over at Congested Cat and Indie Works for, for having us out and for giving us an Hosting award. The, the, check it out. If you're a filmmaker, didn't see that coming, definitely honestly. submit to them and, and you know, be in touch, you know, uh, follow them. They're doing good stuff. So, um, yeah, if you have any requests, complaints if you're like hey you know what i think mark Wahlberg is fantastic and i'm never listening to your show again i say it was nice knowing you thank you for your support (laughs) um i'm not going back on that but for any reason if you might want to reach out got some work you want us to see Mm -hmm. you got some work that you want us to comment on Mm -hmm. uh send it our way yeah but be specific with what you want us to do with it yeah please 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 thank you for joining us over and out see you next week Bye. bye